Hi, this is Sarah Beth Ramsey, and you're listening to the More You Grow podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. I am Sarah Beth Ramsey, the host of the podcast, and I'm super, super excited about our guest today because she is my intern over at the Boho Marketing Co. And her name is Trinity. She's amazing. She's a student at Salisbury University. And she did her first TikTok last, or sorry, first Reels last week, which is very similar to TikTok. And we're going to be talking about TikTok today and a couple of other things that I think are really important and just kind of get her perspective. You know, she's Gen Z. I want to hear from her. I want to hear what, you know, she thinks is relevant and what she thinks about social media. And also we're going to be doing this um, again. We're going to call this intern conversations. She also has an intern corner on the Boho Marketing Co. Instagram feed. So please check it out. And without further ado, welcome Trinity. Hi, guys. It's kind of weird, but um, I just, you know, introduce myself, say a little bit about what I'm doing here, a little bit about me. So first, um, what am I doing here as an intern? So basically, um, this is kind of a learning experience for me. Um, I'm a starter. I've never done anything with social media marketing. And this is also a learning experience for Sarah Beth because, you know, I can give her some pointers of, like she said, the Gen Z point of view and how social media is kind of developing our minds and what I'm seeing. Um, I also have the intern corner, which is something that she just said. And then I'll also be maybe in the future joining her with some um, client projects. So (laughs) that's all I'm really doing here. And then uh, a little bit about me. Um, Like she said, I'm a student at Salisbury University. I'm a sophomore. Like, what are your hobbies? I know you like hiking like me. I do like hiking. I like going to the beach. Um, right now, my I'm binging all the Marvel movies in the timeline, in the order. Um, I'm a big <laughs> Harry Potter fan, which is oh. everybody's like, I don't know, everybody I know is just kind of like, you like Harry Potter? And I was like, dang, this, am I the only Harry Potter fan? Like, in my, in the midst of... So I was very like, just nobody else watches it. They're like, now I've never watched it. I was like, you have to. What? I know. Never? Never. Oh my god. Like, not even the books? No. And I was like, oh, not who raised y'all, but you know, who raised y'all? That is wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which house do you like? Um, I'm Ravenclaw. That's my okay. house. Okay. Cool, who are cool, you? cool. Um, I don't really have a house preference. So I actually read the books like right when they came out. So that dates mm-hmm. me. That shows how old I am. I like all mm-hmm. of them. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not Slytherin. I can tell you that. I mean, definitely not. Although I like the colors of Slytherin, but I'm not Slytherin. Um, so... And I don't think I'm Hufflepuff either. I like Ravenclaw. Wait, what's the other one? Wow, it's been a while. It's Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, and Slytherin. Gryffindor. I'm going to go with Gryffindor for now. Yeah. Okay. I have no real reason behind it other than it's just the one I liked when I was reading the books. Um, that fits you. Leader qualities. You just started your own business, leading your own Aww. life. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, and I always like that game they played on the brooms. Oh, Quidditch? Quidditch. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I love all that. Anyway, 
I love Harry Potter and I cannot believe people haven't seen it. That is so crazy. Um, But yeah, okay. Awesome, awesome. So today we're going to talk a little bit about TikTok. I think this is great because I feel like I talk mostly on Facebook and Instagram. But TikTok is kind of like... TikTok is my fun social media. I don't feel like I can burn. Now I haven't tried this, but I don't feel like I can burn out on TikTok mainly because I don't feel that I'm in particular trying to make a living on TikTok. Um, Not maybe just not for my demographic, although I'm sure there's plenty I could do on there. And I've seen other people do marketing things on there. And I'm sure I could talk about wellness or like some of my hikes. I could definitely put those on TikTok, stuff like that. But it's not right now a focus of mine. And so I feel like I just take it with, you know, not as much pressure. And I usually do TikTok scrolling when it's like, I just can't handle any more studying or like, I just need a break. Maybe like, instead of watching TV, I watch some Mm -hmm. stuff on TikTok. People are hilarious on there and so creative. Um, but you know, like with any social media platform, it has his its bad points as well, for sure. Um, something that's really interesting, I know you and I have kind of talked about it, is like when you're scrolling through and people are like, oh, I made it to the, you know, X side of TikTok, mm-hmm. and you know what they're referring to is the algorithm and how the algorithm works. So. The more things that you, for people that aren't as familiar with TikTok, the more things that you like and interact with on TikTok, the more of the same things that you're shown similarly to Instagram and Facebook. But it's to to me, and you tell me what you think, but to me, it's much more obvious. Like it's very obvious that I'm being shown things that I am interested in, whether it's like political leaning, social leaning, um, dogs, like oh my gosh, like I liked like two dog things once and it was like all dogs for mm-hmm. like a week. <laughs> yeah. So so like, so what do you think about um, I that? I definitely agree. Like like you were saying with the dog things, like I said, I was a Marvel fan. I like two Marvel videos. Now my whole timeline or my For You page is now Marvel. But mm-hmm. I definitely agree with the algorithm because, you know, once you like one person, and then if that person's already famous on TikTok, you like their stuff and now you have more of their stuff. And then the algorithm's like, oh, well, if you like their stuff, other people who like that person's stuff also likes this person's stuff. So right. you're kind of getting like the same kind of content, but mm-hmm. you're all, it's like all the sides are mixed together. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure if you know this, but like there is a side, there's prison TikTok. Yes, I do know that. I stumbled upon that one day. Right. And <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Like, it's so weird what you can find on TikTok, even though it might not be your side, but it has something to do with what you like. Like, I'm not, I don't like tattoos, but I like watching people get tattoos. And okay. a couple of days ago, <laughs> there was this TikTok that showed up on my For You page and it was about a guy <laughs> in prison showing you how to make ink. Like what? tattoo ink out of like, it was like a Pringles can and like something <laughs> else and fire. And he was like, yeah, like all the tattoos on my body I have right now has come from this carbon based thing from the Pringles can. And I was like, that's so crazy. But like you learn so much from that. Like you would never think you would learn that on TikTok. And of course that has its downsides because in the comments, you know, all the kids were like, oh, now I'm definitely going to be doing tattoos in my room. 
and I'm right, like, right, oh my gosh, Ooh. right. But it's just like you learn so much from TikTok, and I always tell my mom like I just learned so much on TikTok, and my mom's like, that's just the internet, like. You can't trust what they say. And I was just like, well, you know, good point taken. But, you know, she doesn't believe that there's actually like certified people in there who give quality information. It's funny how that algorithm works because, you know, me and my friends, like my friends, you know how when you're watching TikTok a lot and all these sounds get stuck in your head. Yeah. So half the time of the day, you're just probably singing the songs to yourself or the sounds to yourself. Yeah. And my friends like... She's singing a sound, and I'm just like, I have no idea what that sound is. Yeah. And how different sounds trend on different sides. Like, there's... Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, I've never thought about this, but somebody brought it up also on a TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. the theory TikTok, the theory side of TikTok. And somebody was like, there are, um, what's it called, viral videos mm-hmm. that you haven't seen yet. And everybody thinks when a video is Whoa. viral, like everybody sees it. Whoa. But it's only viral on your side of TikTok. Whoa. Because that's what they're attracted <laughs> to. That is right? like. That kind of blows your uh-huh, mind. Though. Yeah. That's super. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Like there's so many viral videos that we haven't seen just because we're on one specific side of TikTok. And of course you can have wow. multiple sides. Yeah. But, you know, you're catering to one like you're more interested in one side like you have one main side that you're just on mm-hmm. and then there's like probably thousands of other sides and we're talking about we're not even talking about personality types or like whether you're straight or you're part of the lgbtq i'm talking about languages yeah i'm talking about different interests like there's so many videos out there that we probably haven't even seen and that's probably why the for you page just goes on forever Yeah, I was just looking up while you were saying that, how many people are on TikTok. Okay, so there's 1.1 billion people that are active on TikTok. Crazy. But that means that your theory makes sense or the theory that you heard on TikTok because if, Mm -hmm. let's just say Addison Rae, because she's really popular, gets um, um, like 2 million views on her one TikTok, I mean... There's 1.1 billion. So there's a whole other side that's not seeing um, either her stuff or whoever. So yeah, that Mm -hmm. totally, that theory totally adds up. So I definitely think you're on education TikTok because you learn so much. I swear, like we were talking about that one time. And I don't ever see educational stuff like ever, except I think you sent me something once and I was looking at it. And after that, I did get a couple of education. <laughs> I did get a couple what of, did I, send you? I don't remember, but it was something you were talking about. Like right when you first started the internship, you were kind of telling me a lot about what you learn on TikTok. And I was mm-hmm. like, really, I don't see any educational stuff. So it's just, I mean, that is. So- yeah, I'm always on teacher TikTok. That's so funny. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, I think, okay, so, you know, the dangerous side of that is when it becomes political. Okay. And I've, I've talked Mm -hmm. about this before. If you are, it doesn't matter. I'm not even going to get into like anything too serious, but if let's just say that you are liberal, okay, you will be fed only liberal stuff on TikTok. And, mm-hmm. and so 
it used to be that we kind of would, or at least maybe this is just my experience. Definitely correct me if I'm wrong. It used to be when I was younger that you kind of would hear, not hear out both sides. It wasn't as volatile, I would say, in the media either as it is now. Um, you would kind of hear a little bit of both sides and form your own argument or form your own ideas and then kind of move along. And now definitely not glorifying how anything was in the past because we're dealing with a lot of the issues that we never dealt with before. But I just feel like there is a danger in not hearing anything outside of your view with anything in life, not just politics, but anything. And that can cause a lot of problems. And, you know, I think, like, as you're talking, I was just, the word, like, fake reality mm-hmm. comes up. Mm-hmm. Like, that just came up in my head. And I was just, you know, since you're only getting stuff that's catering to you, mm-hmm. like, even I was kind of not victim to this, but I succumbed to this. Yeah. Of thinking, like, oh, like, you know, I thought everybody was on the same page yeah. and they're not. Yeah. That's only because you're liking what you're liking. And the algorithm is only giving you stuff that you would like. Yeah. So you can interact more and you're on the platform more. And same on Instagram. They only give you stuff that you like to see. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like when you're in the real world and you're interacting with all these different people who are on different sides of whatever, then you're just like, well, what happened? Like it's painting a false reality for everybody. And I think that's kind of dangerous Mm -hmm. um something interesting that i see on tiktok a lot is people my age saying yeah when my kids i'm not giving my kids a phone Mm -hmm. like they're just like i don't want my kid on technology because it has impacted them in such a negative way that they don't want their kids to go through that they want their kids to actually go outside and run and have fun Mm -hmm. not saying you know they probably won't be having technology in the home because in the future, we're probably going to have to have technology in the home. But they're saying that social media has kind of like messed, not messed them up, but pointed them in the direction they didn't want to go into. Mm -hmm. And now they're just like, we see the consequences, but you can't kind of escape technology. Like it's here now. Like even for school, like I'm on my computer you know, all the time, Mm -hmm. even before COVID, I was on my computer all the time. And now that we are in COVID, you can't do anything. So where are you going to go on your phone, on social media? And you're being fed all, you know, the false news and the false realities. And it kind of sucks because a lot of people in the older generation, I'm like boomers and people in Gen Y, Mm -hmm. them and they... (laughs) don't really a lot of them don't know like what's going on on the internet what's being passed around on the internet what kids are seeing on the internet and then you have us that's kind of in the middle and we're just like yeah we know what's going on but we really don't because we're only seeing one part of it and then you have the kids who are just getting all this information right and they're just kind of like trying to find their side but they're getting so many so much information from each side and they're forming their own ideas but nobody's sitting there to talk to them like, hey, what are you watching on social media today? Mm-hmm. Or nobody, the parents are not engaging with their kids. And I don't know if I've, I don't think we said this, but I am an education major and we were talking about family engagement um, in one of my classes and we had to make a website and we had to 
write a paper about internet safety, basically. Oh, wow. And one of the, um, like, if the parents were on our page, like, that would be one of the resources they could, you know, read the paper, see the resources I pulled for that for the paper. And basically, they were just like, you know, try to be in touch with your kids. A lot of parents are just like, well, the internet's scary. And so I don't want my child to use it. Mm-hmm. But that's not the route we should be going. Mm-hmm. Like, like, as your child gets older, your child is going to have to use the internet for school. They're going to have to use the internet to apply for jobs. They're going to have to know how to use the internet in high school when they're doing work. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are trying to avoid the subject when you should be using your kids in there, you know, talking to your kids. Like, this set boundaries with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, make that relationship with them that it's a healthy relationship so that they're comfortable telling you about whatever they saw on the internet. Yeah. Because now parents are just like, they're either parents are just like, I give you free reign or I don't want you on the internet at all. Yeah. And now you're hindering your kid from being successful in school because everything, they're trying to, you know, integrate technology in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So your kid's going to be online anyway, whether you really want them to or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, same thing with like sex education. Like you want to be able to have those conversations with your kids. And before it's too late and they end up doing something that, you know, affects their life. Yeah. Or they're going to go behind your back and do it anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And I think, I think also that, and I don't know this cause I'm not a parent. So I'm just speaking just my opinion only. I think that sometimes people just in life in general too, like don't want to have those hard conversations cause they're hard. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're just uncomfortable with it. And, and also in their defense may not know what to say and don't want to say the wrong thing, but like, I think it is important to have those combos and we see it with the tech giants, right? I mean, like Steve jobs, Mm -hmm. um, Bill Gates, they didn't want their kids to have technology either. Like that says something because they know exactly what's going on behind the screens and what it can do. And, and, you know, and it was more about for them, I think an early age than anything. They didn't want their kids to have it at an early age. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think it's important to distinguish the difference between the impact that social media can have and, um, the impact that your computer can have, you know, like when you're using it for schoolwork, I mean, that's different than being bombarded by ideals and things that might not be good for your kids to see, or, mm-hmm. um, like the cyberbullying that we've mentioned or, um, just things in general. So, I mean, there are, and I'm sure you know this from your safety class, a lot of things that parents can do. I mean, they can share accounts with their kids so that they see every message that they're getting. Um, you know, like stuff like IG or like TikTok, they can see what's going on. The, you know, they can set parental controls on a lot of these things. Unfortunately, you know, stuff is still going to slide through. So that's when, like you said, that conversation really makes sense to sit down and like, what did you see on social today? Um, you know, and just kind of do that and see what you can do there. But it's, you know, also just the age that they're getting on, I think is really important too. We want them to make sure they can make good decisions. Um, wow. I mean, this has been like super interesting and I really appreciate you sharing your, you know, perspective. Um, what do you, I usually ask at the end of every podcast, although I probably won't ask this every time because I know we're going to be, um, we are going to be doing this often, but what do you feel like you have kind of learned or how have you grown so far in the internship and like, how are you hoping to grow 
uh, by the end of it. We're like halfway through. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, I well, I've like been on social media since I don't know what middle school. Yeah, that's when like Instagram really came out and started popping. I know MySpace was a thing, but I was too young for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but for a person that's been on social media for so long mm-hmm. and like that's literally gone through multiple platforms yeah of like you know different technology things I didn't realize how much it is to keep a social media account running mm. like it's an actual business yep and there's actual like and everybody, I knew like people had advertising teams and stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't think about branding. I didn't think, you know, the colors, I was just like, maybe they just like those colors. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just didn't picture that it was such a big industry. And I like, I took, or I applied for this internship because, you know, my family's really into creative stuff and they're always doing something. My sister has her own little blog page and mm-hmm. I took pictures of her for that. So I was kind of thinking that was like the, along the lines of this and, you know, just kind of like building, just building your web page. But I didn't think there's so much into it. Yeah. I didn't think there were like strategies into it. I thought people just kind of like got on here and just did their thing. And, you know, if people like your stuff and they just like your stuff. <laughs> but no, there's like an actual strategy. Mm-hmm. And I've been noticing like a, a lot of stuff that um, we've been talking about like what is it I was just thinking about this the other day and I was like oh my gosh me and Sarah Beth just talked about this <laughs> but oh I can't even think about it that's now. okay <laughs> but it's just a lot of stuff that oh oh breaking down stuff like the the content calendar oh yeah and I was noticing how Oh, this person posts three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just talking about, she was like, yeah, you need to post at least three times a day and stuff like that. Or this person is how they interact with each other. Okay. Like, I thought, you know, people just give people shout outs, you know, because they like their stuff. No, they're networking. Yep. Like, oh, this person has a big following, not necessarily because of the big following, but this person has a big following. We have the same stuff. Maybe their followers want something what I have because I'm a little different. She's a little different, but it's all for the same people. Yeah. So I just learned to appreciate the work and effort that goes into not only having a business, but promoting your business mm-hmm. because that's a full-time job in itself. Yep. Like, I was talking to my mom because she started her own little thing. And after we had our conversation about the calendar breakdown and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, so like, you know, this is, I looked at your page and I did like the the page edit and all that stuff. I mean, audit and all that stuff. Uh huh. And I was just telling her like, yeah, like you need to start taking advantage of your stories. Like you have a lot of followers, but you're just not taking advantage of like who could watch those. And, you know, you should post a little bit more about, like, she likes to post quotes, which is nice. Yeah. But it's not really about what her business is about. Sure. And I was saying, like, you got to, you know, learn how to, you know, edit your stuff. So when you post them, they're visually appealing, but they're not taking away from what you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And then I told her, yeah, you got to post, like, at least 
no, three times a day. That's the goal, not the starting point, but that's the goal. She was like, three times a day. Like, she was like, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot. Like, I think a lot of people expect to go on social media and kind of just blow up because they're posting their stuff, but that's not how it works. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of people my age, I think they know that. But as they're trying to put their stuff together, like, nobody wants to put in the effort. Mm -hmm. Because everybody kind of just expects, you know, okay, yeah, I opened it up, promote it a little bit, and then all the the deals will come to me. Right. It's the consistency. Right. You got to reach out to other people, you know, network a little bit, comment on other people's stuff. And I've seen a lot of that where, um, like, I have people that I know that try to start up a business. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, that's great. And I'm promoting their stuff. And then, like, two weeks later, it's like silence. Uh-huh. Like, what happened to your business? Uh-huh. They're just like, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, it's a lot to put time and energy to. And you're talking about people who have full-time jobs, who have full-time, full-time students, who are parents. Like, I don't think anybody just expects to do the utmost for their company or their business or whatever they're doing. And that's another thing, like, with hustle culture. I know you hate hustle culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We should make that (laughs) our topic for the next one. We should definitely. Oh, yeah, please. We should definitely talk about that. Mm -hmm. But everybody's on this hustle culture thing that for one thing, for like, for me, it's school. And I just realized, like, I was telling you last week, I was just having such a, like, a rough week. Yeah. But then I kind of, like, sat with myself and realized, like, I've been, like, this is probably going to a whole different subject, but it's still relevant. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've been, like, groomed, especially in high school, oh, my goodness, especially in high school, to put my educational life over my or my education over my mental health yeah definitely I think a lot of us have and it's just like I kind of realized it not to the point where like to the point where I was just like it was like so bad like I was just in the middle of my work like what am I doing here Mm -hmm. like I know I need this education but like I'm tired like I don't want to do it anymore Mm mm-hmm and it's just like to think I have to go another four years to get my master's just to get a decent living wage. Mm-hmm. And I'm already in education and everybody already knows teachers in yeah. certain places. I know some teachers get paid really well, but it just depends where you are. But teachers really don't make a lot of money. And I was just thinking like, like, is this really what I want to do? And I was like, yeah, this is really what I want to do. But, you know, what happens when, you know, Um, like something like COVID happens again Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get laid off or just something like that and hustle culture is kind of like convinced everybody that you have to be at a certain point at a certain time you know you have 18 year olds posting on Twitter like I just got my new house and I'm just like right I just got into college and you know trying to find a job and you know, still living with my parents. And, you know, you have all these people, you know, just posting about all this great stuff. And it just kind of has you like, well, dang, what am I doing wrong? Like, why are they there? And, you know, I'm not. Because according to society, I'm doing everything right. You know, went to school, 
got honorable, did really well, going to college. But, you know, I have other people that are just kind of like talking me of where I want to be. Like, I want to be in the space where I can say I'm financially stable or I have a job or, you know, all this stuff, but I don't. Yeah. And I'm still like, I'm 19. Like, I was 17 two years ago. I was considered a child two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how hustle culture has kind of convinced everyone like you you're not doing enough yeah and I think it's important to note that like we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in their lives so they could Mm -hmm. be straight up selling their soul for that nice house you know I mean I follow a lot of Mm -hmm. minimalist accounts now that say you know back when I was that age I basically sold my soul for the best apartment just so that I could show off that I had the best apartment and then it just completely drug me down, you know, for years after that. And I went into debt and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, all we know is like the fancy stuff we're seeing. I mean, listen, I could show you how to angle a camera in so many different ways. Like it would just make like the crappiest thing look amazing, you know? And like Mm -hmm. your experiences, like I know plenty of people that go on these vacations and they, put up these amazing photos and they're like, how was the trip? They're like, Oh my God, it was awful. Like X, Y, Z happened. And it was so terrible. And it's like, what? You know, I just like, it looked amazing. So it's like, you just don't know. And I think, yeah, let's definitely talk about that next time. Cause I have a lot, (laughs) a lot that I could say about that, but yeah, I, you know, I really, I just so appreciate your perspective and you being on here and I guess we'll, we'll say to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. Vision behind the more you grow is to reestablish a sense of presence and replace the stress that we feel online, often with social media, with a sense of peace and accomplishment. It's critical to find balance in our day-to-day technology usage to fully experience each moment in life. It's okay to love technology, to love social media and your work, but it's also okay to unplug, to step away from constant notifications that we feel that we have to answer immediately and reset our minds. Our goal is to reconnect to our roots, to get outside, to experience life outside of a screen, to find the peace within and to share ways with each other that we can do this through tools, ideas, and stories that are curated to help improve our lives. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you.